Happy Friday, everyone, from NPR Music and All Songs Considered. I'm Robin Hilton. I'm here with contributors Christina Lee. Hey, Robin. And Serena Turos. Hey, Robin. Also here with WXPN's John Morrison. Hey, John. Hey, what's up, Robin? It's New Music Friday, and we're doing a quick rundown of the best albums out now on November 4th. Starting with the Atlanta duo Coco and Claire Claire, their debut album is called Sexy. This is the song 8 a.m. Coco and Claire Claire, Atlanta-based rap duo, and like a lot of folks, I first found out about Coco and Claire Claire through their song, Wishy Washy, which popped up on an episode of the TV show Atlanta, and I was like, yo, what is this gorgeous song? Like, who is this? This album, Sexy, it's more of that. It's this uh, fun, poppy rap record. There's elements of electronic pop, but then also like a little trap in the mix, and, and the songs have this dreamy, colorful, youthful feel. And I love rap records that kind of feel, this is not a slight, but rap records that kind of feel unprofessional, Mm. quote unquote, like people in a room having fun, making songs together. I love stuff like that. This feels just like quintessential internet music to me, like to people who've watched music videos on YouTube for a full decade and have now mashed that all together. So they're taking all of the fun parts of like, that fudgy 80s bass sound and mixing it with like piano synth sounds of 90s R&B and like that tinny hi-hat of trap. And they're just so funny. I mean, they've got lines, you know, referencing Britney Spears on a song like You and Me, making fun of men while saying R.I.P. to Betty White on a song like Bad Lil' Vibe. And then they also have these moments of like little nuggets of wisdom, like on the song The Hills, saying like Gucci on my eyes, Uggs on my feet, driving through the hills, but I'm thinking about us in the passenger seat. I was like, wow, look at that little nugget of wisdom. Yeah, I love the juxtaposition they've got going on in their music. Their voices are just kind of sweet and innocent sounding and very droll. But the lyrics are like the complete opposite. They're kind of raw and graphic and full of attitude at times. But like you say, also really funny. They're, and funny in part because of that contrast, I think. Their playful production and what they're saying. It's like on the song Love Me, they just keep saying, you're boring, I'm bored. You're boring, you're boring. That line in and of itself isn't particularly funny, but the way they deliver it against the music, I think, works really well. 
Coco and Claire Claire. Their album is called Sexy. All right, another one out today on November 4th that we're loving comes from Rap Ferreira. It's called Five to the Iowa Stars. This is the song Fighting Back. I take car insurance price and flick my wrist. Now that's a poetic device. Crack my knuckles and the homage is trite. My confidence implies hype. A letter to the force guiding my hands. Transmissions to the tiny lamp. I guess I'm fighting back. I know it looks like I'm simply writing raps, but this here is kind of technical. Let's discuss intervals and who was original, indivisible. Who's been watching too much TV? Ain't a person in this world could say rap forever is greedy. You'll notice I've never been without a quick in and out. I write these songs to empty me. A lot of you motherfuckers is NPCs, and I still grant you grace. Muttering blacks rule under my breath. Who made their first million pushing cassettes in a new millennium? A new specimen didn't sacrifice nary a tooth to drop of estrogen. When bad shit happened, I say, Lord, I'm honored to be tested again. Allow me to demonstrate my steadfast devotion. You may know the artist Rat Ferreira under one of his former monikers, Milo, or maybe by his producer's tag, Scallops Hotel. I think he actually sums up his appeal and success best on that song, Robin, because he's talking about who made their first million pushing cassettes in the new millennium, right? Because right, yeah. who else is selling cassettes now? When I first became hip to his music almost a decade ago, like to say he was Bandcamp famous is an understatement, right? He was consistently one of the biggest selling artists selling on there. And I was just like, all right, so what is up with this guy? And it turns out he has a singular appeal that I think he really maintains on this album. Yeah, this feels like a grad school thesis of an album on the hustle and the come up. And then also wondering like if safety is not more important than success. I feel like the centerpiece of this album is the four-minute song, Mississizer Instinct. Uh, it get deeper still, you gotta be for real. You know, rapping get people killed. You know, rapping get people killed. It get deeper still, you gotta be for real. You know, rapping get people killed. All these spells. In this world's strangest, most dangerous occupation. We're recording this on Tuesday, and we've just learned that Takeoff was shot dead this morning. And that just feels so immediate and present and relevant. There's one song, he says, Gratitude is the only attitude you could get from me. My son laugh sound like a symphony, and God never failed to ask me if I'm listening. I howled at that shit. Like, the, the <laughs> level of insight and wordplay coupled with dry humor Throughout this record, it was a pleasure to dive into all of this and, and just feel what he's saying. When I put on a Rap Ferrer album, I'm always listening for like the singular confidence he has. He comes up with lines like, they'll say this was a stream of consciousness in the song Ours, and I have to love that, I have to respect that. Retracted, I keep ready to blaze like a matchstick. Blood-soaked cowboy, down to my last ten of Altoids. They'll say this was a stream of consciousness. I was simply a being, being honest. This cannot be defined by mere calculus. I was a beekeeper in a time of arson and pillaging. Motherfuckers was barking, swearing they building. But at the same time, maybe it's just because of how rough the past couple years have been due to the pandemic, but there was a vulnerability in here as well throughout the album. He's turning over that phrase, you know, how pressure can either bust pipes or create a diamond, but he just even seems resentful of the fact that like pressure sort of has to exist in the first place. And I could really appreciate that. It was in Tennessee Farmer Jutsu where he's talking about how I hate the word pressure and anyone who aspires to be greater without first learning how it felt to be lesser. Like there's just quotables throughout this album for many different reasons. 
that same track, Tennessee Farmer Jutsu, has my favorite line on the album. We're all sharing our favorites, so I have to say the, the line, <laughs> the more I become a person, the more the pain worsens. The more I become a person, the more the pain worsens. All them years spent in stone, suppose it was a whole life. The very theme itself, classic as Old Spice. I hold tight, even cling at times. That is one of the best, most succinct summations of what it means to be a human being that I've ever heard. The more I become a person, the more the pain worsens. Last week, John, you talked about how hard it is to do something surprising in this space, you know, and, and his flow isn't necessarily something I've never heard before. You know, it has a very familiar, almost spoken rhythm to it, but it does feel distinctively his own, and I think that's largely because of his incredible lyricism. It's all just so lush, and there's so much precision in these recordings. It's like the perfect way to offset his very heady flow. Rap Ferreira is the artist. His new one is called Five to the Eye with Stars. Let's go next to the band Phoenix. They're back with a new album. Their first in five years. It's called Alpha Zulu. This is the song Season 2. Giddy up, I'm bored and torn. Don't wanna want to. Had a boy, I'm sure. Don't waste a minute. Are you not enthused? No matter what we used to say. Giddy up and go. It tastes like heaven. This is Phoenix's seventh album, and they just still sound great. This is their 25th year together as a band. 25 years? Oh my God. 25 what? years. I, I, I thought, like, I guess I didn't look it up, but I was guessing, like, I don't know, 15, maybe tops? Wow. I know. Well, they've been together as a band since high school, growing up outside of Paris and Versailles. They're not necessarily pushing themselves into new sonic territory, but what you get is always so distinct and so joyful. For me, one of my favorite things about listening to this band is that Thomas Mars just has a delivery that you can't help to want to imitate and sing along with, even though oftentimes he's just singing total nonsense words together. But that's also one of my favorite things about listening to people for whom English is their second language as they try to express themselves. Like, they don't have these internalized conventions about what makes sense, and they've cobbled together their own rulebook. I'm so glad that you said that you think that at times he's singing complete nonsense because I, <laughs> I, I went through the lyrics and listened to the song several times and I, I thought, well, this is pretty cryptic stuff. I have no idea what he's singing about. But what were you able to glean from the songs? I think a lot of it comes together on a song called Winter Solstice, which is about putting a positive spin on things and trying to make sense of disorder. He sings, Turn the lights on, find me a narrative, something positive, this requiem played a few times before. I mean, like a lot of bands, they couldn't be in the same room for one of the first times in their careers to make music. There is some of that pandemic anxiety in this album of longing for home, like a song on my elixir, 
or on the song Artifact, looking for a piece of me that's still intact. It's been 13 years since they had the breakout, you know, Wolfgang Amadeus Phoenix, where every song just stuck the landing for me. And I think as a fan, I've been chasing that kind of magic in their music ever since with mixed results. But this one feels like their most complete effort in a while. I really love this record. Alpha Zulu from the band Phoenix. We do have a few more releases that we want to highlight for this week, but first we need to take a short break. This message comes from NPR sponsor, BetterHelp Therapy Online. Therapist Joy Berkheimer is one of the facilitators of Groupinars, a new BetterHelp therapy offering that allows clients to explore their mental health through an educational lens. She discusses how these sessions can help people better understand themselves. Our Groupinars are definitely validating for you knowing you have something going on that's not uncommon. It's not just you. Maybe you are a highly sensitive person and you recognize why you get poked by different things and you also get worksheets and different attachments so you can use them right away to start to make changes. One, I feel better for me, but I'm also educated on explaining to other people who I am. I can tell my family that no, I'm not just nervous. I have this going on and I know how to make it better and I know how you can support me in making it better. To get 10% off your first month of online therapy, go to betterhelp.com slash songs. It's New Music Friday from NPR and All Songs Considered. I'm Robin Hilton. I'm here with Christina Lee, Serena Turos, and John Morrison. We start the second half of our show off with the London band Big Joni. Their new one is called Back Home. This is the song In My Arms. Joni, uh, fantastic London-based trio. They are a self-described black feminist punk band, which is a descriptor that immediately caught my attention and caught my heart when I first heard them a few years ago when they put out their debut album, Sisters, in 2018. This latest album, Back Home, is uh, this lovely combination of punk, 60s pop rock, and psychedelia. I adored their last album, so I've been waiting on this one. I really adored some of the guitar playing. It just made me so nostalgic and reminiscent. I don't know to what era. It just has that kind of like aching feel to it. I do. I think <laughs> I think it's the <laughs> late 80s. For me, it was late 80s, early 90s, because I had the same feeling, you know, just this thread of nostalgia that ran through a lot of this music. It conjured... The Sundays, R.E.M., Cranberries, like Natalie Merchant, but also a little bit of Slater Kenny mixed in there, too. Another thing that I immediately noticed about Back Home, in contrast to some of the other music that Big Joni has made in the past, 
was that the older music was a little rougher sonically, which gave it its own texture and, and its own endearing quality. But the songs on Back Home, they still have texture, but the sound just feels bigger, not glossy, but just, you know, like more polished. You know, you have the song Cactus Tree, which is this beautiful love song with like these noisy guitars and the vocal harmonies are like swooping in. I think they would have been all over college radio stations back in the 80s, late 80s, early 90s. Big Joni is the band. Their new album is called Back Home. And we've got one late edition for this week's show from the band Salt, S-A-U-L-T, Salt. They surprise dropped five albums this week, five free on their website. The albums are called Air, Earth, Today and Tomorrow, Untitled with God in parentheses, Untitled God, and 11, the number 11. And we can't do a deep dive on all of them, but here's a bit of a song called Valley of the Ocean from the record Earth. No matter what you do, I'll never break. Even with tears rolling down my face, I can see pure now, so clear, standing in the valley of the ocean. The song Valley of the Ocean from the record Earth from Salt, just one of five albums they put out this week. And for this one, we have to bring on our special Salt superfan, <laughs> Tariq Moody of Radio Milwaukee. Hey, Tariq. Hey, Robin. For those of you not familiar with Salt by now, uh, Salt is this collective out of England with members that have never been officially announced, but there have been leaks of people who are in there and like the... Producer, alleged producers, Inflow, who's worked with probably a lot of the UK artists that we have played on our station. You probably have covered on all songs considered, like Michael Kiwanuka and mm-hmm. Adele and other artists. Cleo Soul is allegedly part of it. Kid Sister, which surprised me. You know, Kid Sister's a psychotherapist now, right? You know. Oh yeah, yeah, I had heard that. Yeah, it's amazing. And Little Sims has been appeared as a kind of a loose right. collective member. Michael Kiwanuka. 2020 was, I think, their prime year after George Floyd. They released Untitled Black Is, and then follow that up shortly after with Untitled Rise, both amazing albums. I think NPR ranked it the best albums of the year. Is that correct? Yeah, for sure. All of a sudden, November 1st, I'm doing my detective work trying to figure out what's the significance of November 1st, right? Oh, yeah. November 1st, Black History Facts. What is it? And like, I found out, like, well, Othello, a uh, black actor played Othello back in the 1600s on November 1st. Black <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I've, just, I've been sitting there snooping, trying to figure out the meanings and stuff. Why now? But this project is, seems to rotate around spirituality and God, specifically black spirituality, but it's a multitude of genres. It starts off with air, which the, seems like a follow-up to their... Uh, last release uh, a couple of months ago called Air, but this Air is but with two eyes, since I'm assuming that means a sequel to the previous mm-hmm. album. Yeah. And it's a beautiful, beautiful classical music. Kind of reminds me of Cinematic Orchestra. The tracks on this album, like 4 a.m.
I just I sat in my room, got home, got into bed, turned off the lights, and I plugged the album in and just started listening song to song. And every song after it just kept getting, you got to be kidding me, guys. Same exact reaction where I thought, okay, you know, going into it, five records, you probably have to simplify things a bit, right? I yeah. mean, strip it down maybe a little bit. There's got to be some fillers in yeah, there. Yeah, right. You know, and like. then you hit Air, which is the, you know, when I drag the whole folder of albums in, Air's the one that came up first. So you go to Air, and it couldn't be more opposite than that, this fully orchestrated, symphonic, mostly mm-hmm. instrumental record. I said we can't go deep on all the records, but uh, I want to just kind of jump around here real quickly, and we'll play some of the others. Like, here's a song called Heal the World from Today and Tomorrow. And this record is kind of more of a prog rock record with some punk flourishes in it. Yeah, it, it reminded me of like a cross between Bad Brains and Mandrill. But yeah. most of the vocals were kid vocals. And then the Untitled album is kind of all over the place. Here's a, one of the breezier moments on a song called Life We Rent But Love Is Rent Free. Love that title. Yeah, me too. He said if you look for me, you will find what you see. Don't wait till you feel in pain to fall down on your knees. And then lastly, from the album called Eleven, this is a song called Together. Maybe this record in the bunch is closer to what you think of when you think of salt, you know, funk and rock mm-hmm. and, and R&B. Yeah, the, the album 11, I guess, is sort of the follow-up from 10 and 9, right? Right. So they essentially take us to church across all five records. It's such a celebration mm-hmm. of God and love and the Holy Spirit, and they're clearly moved by it. They celebrate the, the black diaspora music. I mean, you hear uh, Afro-Latina music, you mm-hmm. heard reggae. Even gospel dance track, but it was raw, called Love Is All I Know. Driving percussions, powerful choir vocals. I mean, it was it was meant for the dance floors, but it was just so raw and pure emotions. Salt is the band with five new albums out this week called Air, Earth, Today and Tomorrow, Untitled God, and 11, the number 11, all from Salt this week. Thanks so much, Tariq. Thank you, Robin. As always, there's more great music out today than we can fit in a single show, obviously. So I want to go back to you all, John, Christina, and Serena, uh, and give you a chance to flag some of our personal favorites out today. Christina, we'll start with you. Seria Badafasina, he's a pianist and composer who was literally raised off the late Isles Coltrane's music, having grown up at our ashram in Cornell, California. Today, he's offering his really lovely and delicate take on spiritual jazz with his debut album, Everyone's Children.
Serena. Yeah, you know when you hear a song so good that you want to listen to it on repeat for days on end? Well, there are several songs like that on this album from Connie Constance. It's called Miss Power. I want to play a song for you called Never Get to Love You, which starts out as a soft, arresting ballad about love and transforms into this hard-edged look about growing out of your partner. Don't feel bad about the truth Yeah, my pick this week is Marvin Tate's Settlement. This is a self-titled compilation of three albums that were made in the late 90s and early 2000s by this legendary Chicago band. And the music here is funny, it's weird, it combines rock with funk and poetry and, and comedy all mixed together. It's, it's just a bizarre, fun listen. Can blackness be sold? Who sold the Afro pick? Who sold the low high five? And I'll flag that there's a new first aid kit album out today. It's called Palomino. This is the duo from Sweden. On this one, they, they lean really heavily into this great propulsive pop with just a touch of country in their harmonies. A crazy catchy new record from them, their fifth full length out now. It's called Palomino. Go back there, time and time again. Looks I stole you were watching. I stood at the corner, solemn in the rain, waiting for something, a feeling that never came. And that'll do it for this week's New Music Friday. My thanks to Christina Lee, Serena Turos, and John Morrison. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Robin. Thanks, Robin. Thank you, guys. Our show this week was edited and mixed by Ron Scalzo. It was produced with help from Bob Boylan. Our VP for visuals and music at NPR is Keith Jenkins. If you want to go back and see a list of everything we played on this week's show, check out the description for this episode in your podcast feed. You'll also find it on our website at npr.org slash allsongs. And you can hear just the music by itself, full versions of the songs, in our expanded New Music Friday playlists in Apple Music and Spotify. As always, be sure to sign up for our weekly newsletter to keep up with the latest releases, tiny desks, interviews, and more. You'll find it at npr.org slash music newsletter. All one word, music newsletter. And for NPR Music and All Songs Considered, I'm Robin Hilton. I hope you have a great weekend. Be well and treat yourself to lots of music. <laughs> <laughs>